Cool. Hello, guys, and welcome to the Healthy Six podcast, episode 12. This is all about movement, madness, and mindset. That's a lie, really. It's mainly about the mindset towards movement. It's something that we preach all the time. Um, and we've got a great question as well, which is probably going to bring out quite a lot of conversation. Um, so we're in for a little bit of a corker after releasing the Healthy Six Fat Loss Phase uh, last week. There are still spaces. Um not that many because we want to keep it fairly limited. It's not a big reveal. It's not huge. We are looking to work with a select number of people who want to work with us um, and make sure that we're driving them forward for success. And um, yeah, so if you are interested in joining the Healthy Six Fat Loss Phase, then time is running out. Make sure you get involved. We want to see you there. We have the live workshop where we are going to educate you on the fat loss fundamentals, exercise education, exercise execution, and that is going to be on Sunday, the 9th of November. It has been moved back a week. Um, that just gives us more time to make it even better than we did before. Get some prizes, get some quizzes and have some fun. Um, with me, as always, Kyle, how are we doing? Very well, thank you. Very well. How are you? Good man. Good man. Busy at work? Yeah, flat out. Um, it's really good. I, I love being busy. I, I feel when I'm under pressure, that's where I uh, feel I perform my best. Well, that is a, well. That's probably a conversation for later. Yeah, um, I knew that I'd flow into something. Yeah, that that's a conversation for later. But something that we've been talking about a lot recently, and something we'll talk about with the Healthy Six guys. But we wanted to make sure this podcast was, you know, for everyone and not just for people um, that were signing up to the fat loss phase or anything like that, and and not anyone even that just wants to lose fat. It's more about day to day, normal life. Um, fitness, health, mindset, and that is all about movement. So it's been patented by people such as uh, like Darren Cartel, if you've heard of him, Neat Up 24-7, um, and that went big and it still remains big. And there's a very good reason for that. He found a basic fundamental to everyone's health and fitness journey, which everyone should be doing, everyone should be aware of, and he gave it a catchy name. And he pushed it. And that's it was amazing. Like it's one of the best pieces of content that's been around for some time because it really did drive uh, people to to do the right things, really, isn't it? It's it's not glamorous. And I think that's where we forget about it. I don't know about you, like listening. You'll have asked this question, Carl. You'll have heard this question on time. And it's always, you know, what's the secret? What's the quick fix? What's the magic way to lose fat, et cetera, et cetera. Like there are loads of questions, but we do need to almost glamorize the, the shit bits, right? Yeah, the, the basics work best. Um, like for me, mo- movements like, has two caveats as well as, as your health. I think from a light exposure and a mindset point of view, it's your time. Like I like going for a little 15-minute walk, even 15 minutes a day, little podcasting, and I'll go and listen to something that's insightful or a bit of music. And it does yeah. make you feel good. I don't know anyone that's gone for a walk and gone, that was absolutely terrible. You do, you get in the walk and in the moment for mm. it. When do you uh, normally so, go? What time? What sort of, what's your... So we used to, so before, during COVID, um, Ella and I tried to go for a little walk around in the morning. I used to do some live sessions with clients. Um, I think I did about 40,000 steps a day in COVID, mate. Mental, all that I was able to do, isn't it? Yeah. So we used to go for a little uh, walk in the morning, but obviously Ella being a teacher, she she was going into work. So we'd get up at my usual time because I like to, to stick with my usual times. Um, and we'd just go for a little walk around the block. And it was like, we used it as our time. 
like mine and her time just to talk no phone nothing yeah um, and it was really good and unfortunately obviously we've I've gone back to well not unfortunately but back to work uh, back to the gyms so the exposure to do that with each other is is not there it's not feasible um so we try and get it in in the evenings now or if we don't do it during the week we do a big one on a weekend so at least an hour and a half two hour walk do you ever go out during the day like by yourself yeah all the all the time um yeah so it's it's nice isn't it getting away like we're obviously not desk bound most of the time although we can be desk bound more than people believe um at certain times but getting away from the desk for me provides me so i can take a half an hour break and get more work done in half an hour than if i'd sat at the desk for an hour just that refreshment like that 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 getting away from the screen getting moving like you say vitamin d which we need to talk about today as well um and all those things like just breaks up but i think a key thing for me is i got a message from a client last night saying um going for a walk um i hope you're in the dark hope you're happy as in like obviously in jest but it's kind of okay for us we go for a walk during the day or whatever and if we if we've done done enough steps then we'll go with a partner or something in the evening but for lots of people walking in the dark and in the rain can be a bit of a barrier what's what's your sort of mindset on that what do you do yeah so i'm i don't like females necessarily walking on their own so i i wanted to it was just timings i haven't been able to i wanted to set up like a little walking club for for people in my local area just to if females felt unsafe going for walks and stuff like that because obviously dark nights are approaching yeah. and people wanted to go out and start walking and haven't got treadmills and stuff like that then I, I was it's something that I, w- I would look at doing and I'd love to be able to do it um so yeah we in that scenario try and buddy up with a friend um try and do it with someone um or you can obviously from a movement perspective you can go to the gym or get I've got a little um treadmill at home it's a little yeah. old away one it cost me like 150 quid and it's actually really good I, I can jump on it Ella actually goes in it in the mornings now before work she does 15 minutes on that and gets an extra thousand steps a day in which yep. over a course of a week there's another 7,000 steps which from a movement point of view is is pretty good going and if we can push that up a bit more the body will get more efficient there'll be a bit more she might have a bit more time to do 20 minutes one day mm. and all of a sudden that goes up and um so interestingly you said about daylight exposure so one I have a list of 10 things on my whiteboard in front of me that I see every day and what number nine is daylight exposure so it's one of my things I try and do every day 15 20 minutes for myself yep. regardless of the weather no such thing as bad weather just bad clothing oh he's <laughs> taking my cliche <laughs> I'm, out. Just, I'm done just get What's out that? and get moving oh well, that's, that. that's a great episode <laughs> <laughs> oh nothing left boys um yeah I say this all the time there is no such thing as bad weather is there like it's just bad preparation, you know. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. When it's freezing cold and it's icy, we need to be careful. And it's not the nicest. It's not. Or if it's hammering it down with rain and it's raining in your face, it's not the nicest. But if you put some nice warm clothes by the front door and you go out for that walk and you come back and you still don't feel better than the minute you left, well, well, I just don't believe you, basically. Like, for me, it's easy. We can get out during the day. For Carly, we can get out in the day, mornings. But it's about making that time. Now, for a lot of people, and I hear it all the time, and we hear it all the time, people think movement's so difficult, but it's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, 24 hours a day. Like Molly May over here, we've all got the same 24 hours. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, but <laughs> That's done, man. Yeah, well, you deserve it. You stole my cliche. 
but it's not necessarily that movement's that difficult. We've just got accustomed to lazy life. And that's not me calling anyone out individually, but as the world's gone on, we've got lazier. Like our great, great ancestors of the distance of the past were not sat at a desk button bashing. No. They were hunter gatherers. They were collectors. They were roamers. We have got grown accustomed to lazy life. Even now, like I'm sat down at my desk to record this. Like I could have done it, you know, obviously with sound quality, we don't, but actually there's no reason why it couldn't be a walking podcast other than the fact that we want you guys to be able to hear it other than all the wind. Like (laughs) we just like people think it's so difficult, but it's not, you can walk every single day. And if you're older and you've got joint issues, you can walk every day. And that's better for you. No one said you had to walk for two hours. Yeah. 15 minutes, three times a day is a 45 minute walk. Mm -hmm. We spoke about it again, client that joined up, which on holiday at the moment was like, no, no training. I haven't got time to go for a walk. Yes, you have three lots, 10 minutes, 10 minutes before you start work, 10 minutes at lunchtime, 10 minutes after work, sit on the sofa, 30 minutes a day. We've not even said steps. We just said minutes. It's just about getting that effort. We're yeah. not asking anyone to go and walk for an hour a day, two hours a day. We're not asking for that. We're asking for you to move your ass off your seat for the benefit of you. Promotion of blood flow daylight exposure again we will get into that which is again vitamin d will be produced from daylight exposure but there's there's elements of that in the winter that's particularly important like but it's not difficult to make half an hour a day and i I think i put it in the chat the other day on the on our um on our membership group didn't i someone said they found it difficult to find time to exercise i was like no then it's not how this works a lot of people have a problem with this saying about you don't find time, you make time. A lot of people have an issue with that. The people that have an issue with that are the people that can't be asked to make time. Yeah. Work is busy. Yeah. One caveat to that is if you're watching Netflix, if you can tell me you sit down and watch two, three, four hours of TV a week, you have time to stand up in your front room and walk on a little walking treadmill. So invest £150, get a walking treadmill and walk. even, Even at the moment, whilst money is like obviously a bit of a concern for people, um you don't even have to walk on it just walk no, on no, a spot yeah, yeah. just walk on a spot it's not yeah. yeah don't get me wrong it's a little bit easier to walk on a treadmill because you feel like you're going somewhere it's more natural just walk on a spot up and down the stairs like bear in mind like work can be busy but work is busy for everyone and different needs kyle and i technically don't need to go for a walk when we've got a busy day we don't need to go for a walk like i did uh 10 sessions yesterday and one and my own training session admin as normal i did fifteen thousand steps that's perk of the job right we don't need to but i still always do because i want to go out like i want to get out like it so and it, it just bugs me when i think and this i suppose is a little bit of a rant when people say i haven't got the time you have got the time make the time oh, i've got meetings right is it zoom no it's, it's by phone right stand up stand up like i haven't got time to train right well you only haven't got time to train because your expectations are that every session should take an hour to 90 minutes. No one said that. Go and lift some weights. Go and do five sets of heavy squats to use your legs and go go home. Like, oh, I haven't got time to train today. Yes, you have. Go to the gym. Five minutes. If that's all you've got, you did five minutes more than you did if you didn't. Like, Or do something at home where you've now got 10 minutes because you don't have to travel. Get the trusty red band out, pull aparts, dislocate, some bent over rows, some push-ups, some some banded pull-ups. Like there's so much you can do with your body. And I, I suppose this this does feel like a rant because it's not hard to move your body. However, 
the reason this is important that we discuss this today is the weather and the time and the daylight is changing. And like Kyle, we don't want people out walking in the dark if they're in an unsafe area or they feel unsafe or uncomfortable. So what can we do to be more active during the day without buying more time? Like there's strategies to this, right? Like if you said to your clients how you're going to increase your steps, but without going for a walk, what would you say? So obviously movement is movement. So when we talk about movement and that that's the movement side of TDE, total daily energy expenditure comes from non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is basically daily movement and just the, the difference between laying down. Um, so even if you're just standing up more than you're sitting down, that is technically still movement, although it's not in the grand scheme of things, not, you're not going for a massive walk. You're still having to use your body to stand up. So you're going to be using a little bit more energy than you would if you were just sat down on your chair all day. So something I do say to clients, if they are in a desk job and they're doing eight to 10 hours by the desk, stand up for literally three to four minutes every hour. Just have a little bit of movement, grab a drink and then go back and sit down. And that that's over the course of a day, that's an, a good amount of time to get get the blood flow around the body um also like travis was saying you can do things like walking on the spot it's just getting the body moving and getting those steps accumulated over time we use steps because it's it's an easy format to actually go off um in terms of it's it's a regular um thing that most people have now most people have some form of activity tracker so we can can understand if movement's gone down or it's up um, so yeah, if you don't feel comfortable in the dark, everyone has some stairs. Most people have stairs unless you live in a bungalow. Walking up and down the stairs for five minutes, I guarantee you're going to get out of breath. I did something during lockdown, some mental workout during lockdown when I was running up and down stairs for like 30 minutes. I don't recommend it to anyone um, mm. because of your knees, but just walking up and down the stairs, that's movement. Um, you don't have to have lots and lots of equipment. And like Travis said, it's about accumulating it and building up. I had a guy in yesterday he's just started with me and he said yeah yeah I did um I did 12 months of really good training about three or four years ago did really well for 12 months and then nothing for three months three years and I was like right so we're not going to go crazy if I get you training twice a week for the next five years you've done a better job than going hard for 12 months and then nothing for three or four years so it's looking at progression as well and building on top of it and also there's tips there's like life hacks so there's a couple that I use, and I like this if I can use it. So there's some life hacks for you. Park as far away in the car park as you can. <laughs> Do you know, when you said life hacks, I knew that was the first one coming out. Life hack. It's a life hack. Don't use the escalators or lifts unless you need to. Use the stairs. One of my, a good one as well, this is for people that particularly struggle, is practice bad memory. If you're going somewhere to get something, say going to the kitchen to get your lunch, let's say as a joke, we're having like a kiddie picnic lunch and you've got a sandwich, Chris, and a chocolate bar and a drink. And you're going to eat, I don't know, at your desk upstairs. You go down from the desk, you grab your sandwich, you come back up to your desk. You go down the stairs, you grab your Chris, you come back up to the stairs. You go down and grab your chocolate bar, you come up, drink, back up. Yeah, it, what's it going to take you? Maybe an extra two minutes, one minute tops. But practicing bad memory will give you more steps. Making your sandwich, go to the cupboard, get the bread, put it on the plate. Go to the fridge, get the butter, put it on the bread. Go to the fridge, get the to put the butter back. Go to the plate. Go to the fridge, get the ham out. Put it on the plate. Go back. Practice bad memory is really, really important for those that are significant, significantly tied to their desks or situation. Anyone that's got kids won't worry about this. They'll just smash it. Um, another one like desk workers. Say you work in an office. Stag like alternate what you do. 
you're sitting down, you're working, oh, I want a drink. Your boss might not like it, but we don't care. Go and make your drink, come back to your desk. Now go to the toilet. Don't do it in one go. Go to the de- go and get a drink, come back, go to the toilet. Now come back. Don't do it in one trip. Do it in multiple. And then the last one, which I like, is for any of you spending sprayers, anything you can get delivered to your local collection point, deliver it there, go walk and get it, because I guarantee you'll go. Yeah, so, that's, that's a very good one. So Amazon lockers, uh, 24 collect lockers, wherever you can get things delivered to your local raw mail, your local shop, deliver it there, knock to your house, go and walk to pick it up. Go and earn that parcel. I guarantee you go. Whether it's dark or not, you'll go. Yeah, that, that, that's a, especially in this day and age with everyone loving Amazon. And then take Mate, no, have you ever used an Amazon locker? No. Mate, they blow my mind. You it's go to Amazon, right? You go to the locker, right? There's one at Lynchwood, so near the gym. So I've ordered a parcel. You go on the Amazon app. You go to the locker. It uses Bluetooth from your phone to the locker. You click open locker on your phone and the door pings open. Whether you're returning something or it arrives. Oh, wow. It blows my mind. Yeah, they are. They're so far ahead of everyone. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Soon we'll have Amazon gyms one day. Where well, you don't actually walk in, train and walk out and it will just charge yeah. your account. Yeah. I hope it tracks it, my weights as well. An interesting thing you said there is if you have families. Now, one bit of advice, I know, I know it's tough for parents, is so try to make something of walking as a family. Like try and get as many people involved as your family because like walking is so good for your health, not just for, um, for fat loss and stuff like that. It's generally just good to keep blood flow going, just keep your heart rate nice and efficient and just keep the, the general the general body um moving so if you can get your kids involved in those sort of habits early, early doors and make it fun make it interesting you're building your children to have good habits for the rest of their life and something that they can build into and especially if they start becoming like not adventurous as such but they you like going in the lakes you like going up to the lake district or peak district and going for walks like as a family that's big you're making health a part of your family's life so not only are you getting fitter your children are getting fitter your partner's getting fitter and you're all doing it together and that's that's a that's a massive thing for me like when i have a family hopefully one day that's something that i'm going to try and instill in my children someone something that makes activity fun and not a chore and that's the problem is the generation that we are now, we played football together, so how we know each other. But I didn't go walking. If my parents told me to go for a walk, I'd I'd kick off. Like I hated walking. Yeah, you can't make it fun. Like it's got but actually that that stuff is fun. Like, but it's only not fun if you never got used to it. Yeah. Like, it's only not fun if you're not used to doing those things. And that's that's really key, isn't it? To like just making sure that we have these kids now not us, but even younger than us. Like, so Kyle and I, this will display our age. If you don't know us, we were kind of the generation that had to be in with the street lights on, but Xboxes were kind of priming us to stay in. We had the PS2, the Xbox 360, like they were kind of trying to claim us in, but we probably rebelled. We'd rather go and play football. Yeah. The kids now, like the generations now, what they've got no interest in it. No interest in just going out and playing with their mates. Like, so we have to make it, an activity that's enjoyable like i know like lots of my clients are very good examples for it they go out they're camping all the time they're going walking all the time they don't have a choice they play they'll take the bikes they'll take the scooters they'll do whatever it is to get the kids out and about 
mainly because they have to do the movement, but they also understand that it's creating a really good opportunity for their kids to have that head start and not have to teach these habits when they're older. I can imagine they feel really good for it. Like, especially like bring your family closer, your children probably concentrate a lot better at school, um, more efficient with using energy and stuff like that. You're, you're creating a very, very healthy child there. And that's what any, any parent would want. And if you can make it fun, that that's, that's key, obviously. Um, Sometimes it's not always going to be fun because you're trying to ingrain a a good behavior for them as they grow up. Um, But I think, and and this is, I'm going to rant on this, but Mm. I think it's our jobs as adults to sort out the, um, because childhood obesity is on the rise. Like in America now it's through the roof and it's, it's our responsibility to improve this um, and just look, start looking after it and not make it as easy. Like sitting on Xbox, like you said, that everything's being drawn to being sedentary now. And if we keep being sedentary, the problem's going to get even worse. Want to hear some stats? Yeah, go for it. Uh, hit me. Among reception children, age four to five, there is a one set a fourteen percent of them are obesity or obese. With a further thirteen point three percent are overweight. So that means what twenty seven percent of four to five year olds are overweight or worse. And that's that's at the start of their life. That was in twenty twenty two as well, by the way. If you think about growth, then their body's not going to be as efficient growing and things like that. Brain function in the classroom. Like if you're a parent, listen to this. Like I hope I hope you're and we're not calling anyone out on this. We're just saying do as much as you can to create an environment for your children where they prosper and exercise is part of their life and and they enjoy it and they they move freely and stuff like that and frequently. Um, Don't make it obsessive. You're not telling them to do 10,000 steps a day and stuff like that. You want to make it. A, a, an enjoyable positive thing um i do it with my nephew quite a lot um he's 10 now and he, from about age four five he got obsessed with me being a pt and loving the gym and to the point now where he works out and trains and loves it not like massive weights he's got little five kilo dumbbells and every time i see him he shows me his push up push-ups and then he shows me his biceps and he's like he's he loves that and that's like so refreshing to see uh, but, because yeah but 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 it's by what's the word like it's not by being forced it's no. by being an influence right yeah yeah monkey, I've, it, monkey see monkey do yeah he just he, he first came to the gym when i first uh, was at fengate um and was pushing the sled up and down the track and then he came over to my like the next month and we did a little workout in the garden i was training and he turned up and then he just started joining in and then it just become a little thing. And it's not, I don't pressure him. It's not a pressure thing. He, he just wants to, to enjoy it. And uh, like, that's what I want for, for, for my family going forward as well. Yeah. So. And I think it's important. And something I'm really passionate about is not kids of that age, like of your example and younger kids of reception kids that we said, obese, they shouldn't be on diets. They shouldn't be knowing about diets. No. They shouldn't even be worrying about food. Like, and, and that is, that's something that like I went through. I tell you, I remember, I can't remember how old I was, but my guess is I must have been around nine to 12 years old based on where I lived. And I remember my mum said to me that if I, basically she put me on a diet, she controlled my food, took away kind of the foods that I enjoyed and replaced it with foods that I didn't enjoy. And she said, 
and I, she got the brand new scales and we was going to do it together. And if I'd achieved a certain goal by a certain amount of time, I'd get £100 to spend in Sports Direct. Now, first of all, what a minging prize that is. Second of all, I should not have been made aware of that. No. But the reason I was made aware of that, that I had to do that journey, is because I was an overweight child. She knew it would have an impact on my sport. She knew it would have an impact on being picked on and stuff like that. But she wasn't she wasn't leading by example. She wasn't taking me down to the parks to play football. We weren't walking to school. So it all, it all had to be my food. It wasn't that she didn't just reduce my portion and then tell me not to shut up when I was hungry because she didn't know how to lead by example because she didn't know how to manage it. Yeah. And it so helps. then I had to live that through that pain and know more about diet and have an issue with body image because I knew I was now on a diet and my food had all of a sudden changed. My friends would ask me why it's changed and all of these things. So we, we have to know about it as adults. We have to handle our own weight management, our own health and fitness before we can even think about trying to do it with kids. Because bear in mind, it's easy for us to sit and say this because neither of us have kids. Yeah. And that's, that's the empathetic side of it. It's, it's, but we do know how to look after ourselves. And we do know that it's not always diet, 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 control calories, bully people into worrying about certain things. Um, we know what we need to do to be fit and healthy. And we know that kids really shouldn't be worrying about it. Um, so we need to make sure that we're, like I say, leading my example, if I've got kids say, like, don't get me wrong, I know kids are going to want chocolate. But that's kind of exactly why they should have chocolate. But it's why they should be in a position for it not to be an issue if they have chocolate, because they're healthy, they're fit, they're running around, they're playing with their friends, you're taking them on walks, taking them on bike rides. When it's raining, you're putting on your wellies and going, jumping in puddles. Like, if we can be our habits and we can create our habits for ourselves, kids come along with that. Yeah. Kids don't care if they get wet. They care if they get cold, wrap them up. They don't care if they get wet. They don't care if they jump in puddles. They want to jump in puddles. They don't mind being muddy because you've got to clean their clothes and the, them. Like, so it's about making sure that if we can get on top of ourselves, then we can lead by example. It's not about pressure. And this is probably a massive tangent in a way, because we've started this conversation by talking about movement and families. But kids like moving. They might get used to sitting and playing Fortnite on the Xbox, but it's only because they've not got used to moving. The kids that are used to going out and riding on their bikes will go out and ride on their bike. The kid that gets used to going for a run and playing football with his mum and dad or mum or dad will want to go and play football with his mum or dad. Like, And I've got so many clients that have gone through this journey and therefore their kids have gone through this journey as well. But they never knew they was on a diet. They just started being more active. And that's key. That's really important. So when we're talking about families and stuff, please don't think that we're know-it-all parents, even though we haven't got kids, because we're not. We're talking about habits that we instill on ourselves that have an impact through influence on others. Yeah, massively. You're just building a, a positive environment that everyone in that environment will, will benefit from as well. Um, so, yeah, if you, like, like Travis was saying, this is not a dig at anyone. We're just trying to teach you guys how it can have an impact, even moving more on your child's energy, health, and yours and your partners like it's a it can be a collective thing it's the one thing you can do together and it can be a positive um so and as we know communities and things like that make it a lot better for you getting involved in that sort of stuff so 
even if there is a local walking club or you, you know friends that are doing a similar journey to you drop them a message do you want to go for a walk tonight and and try and make it something that you can't just go actually i want to i've just got home from work it's been a really busy day netflix is on i'll have a cup of tea it's cold outside i'm going to sit down and not do it um because everything in our world now it's easier to not do something and 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 Unfortunately, we are a lazier society because it's easier to sit down and watch Netflix um, because of dopamine and stuff like that. Your body wants to watch all these TV programs because everyone else is watching them. No one wants to go out in the rain and, and do their steps because you don't see the benefit of it straight away until six months down the line. You might be feeling absolutely on fire, more efficient, better at work, getting more sales, feeling better posturally. You're losing weight. You're feeling good in your clothes. Like All these things that you want, we know you want because you're listening. Mm-hmm. you can get but we just need to look at those lifestyle behaviors yeah definitely um so i think that's probably a good point to when we're talking about lifestyle behaviors and movement and stuff like that one thing that we did in our group that i wanted to share and one of them one of the comments we're going to go through in quite a lot of detail i think i i just know that that's what we do um when we get certain things like this we probably waffle but within reason um, so we put a, a poll in our Facebook group recently um, and it was asking about what what is hardest. So being vulnerable. So we asked people to be vulnerable. So I'm going to go through um, some really key ones that we handled very quickly. And then we've got to leave the one till last that we, we want to really discuss. Right. So we said, what's the hardest thing about fitness journey? So and we gave some examples of managing time and family, hitting protein, motivation, going to the gym, et cetera, et cetera. So we had expectations, which we've spoken about. So trying not to be too, too aggressive, but even when we're being aggressive, managing time and understand that it does take time. Um, handling stress and work. So making sure we remember ourselves when things are overwhelming. And this probably comes back down to what we just said, wasn't it? About how I can go out for half an hour and then do half an hour's work, but I'll get the hour's work done that I should have done because I'm just more switched on. Yeah, um, procrastinating as well. Basically, yeah, like it's it's all about my setup. I don't know about you, but like for example, check-ins, client check-ins are probably the longest part of my administration role. So the check-ins that we do, well, I do four days a week for a shorter period of time than one. That that takes up the bulk. So we spend about an hour and a half a day on those. If I delay my setup, or I fifth I faff about before I do it, it takes me so much longer. Whereas if I get in, computer straight onto those things and I get on, it could save me half an hour. So it's about those things. And and that goes to sticking to plan as well, because, yeah, you might get a message or you might get distracted when you're doing it. But you have to make sure that you've got the task in hand at mind. Like you must make sure that you're focusing on that. And Um, you are going to have distractions. That is life. Yeah, right. It's going to hit you quite hard consistently. And it's about how you get back on plan or how you navigate that is going to make a lot of the the result yeah definitely and then we had about time for exercise other than dog walking his biggest challenge i always hit my steps in the week but need to try and get workouts done more frequently also go back to it life hack if you want to do more steps get a dog forgot about that especially if you're worried getting going outside get a big dog get a big dog um and we obviously spoke about struggling with time and i i simply questioned the I put this question out and this is another way of wording the question people don't like. Are you struggling to make, to find time or are you struggling with your priorities? 
right? If you say to me, you haven't got time to train, but then ask me if I've watched a new House Dragon episode, I do want to headbutt you. <laughs> if you if you ask me, or if you tell me you don't have time to plan your food for tomorrow, but you tell me, or you ask me that you, you know, you went to the pub to meet a friend, I want to headbutt you. I plan my fitness pal. Here you go. Get this on the screen recording. I plan my day's food when I'm sitting on the toilet. Oh, nice. First thing in the morning, mate. I'm right. Or, or when I finished washing up. Now, for most of the time, that's quick for me because I've been using my fitness pal for a long time. Copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. I've heard the washing up's pretty bad. Well, yeah, it's not great. It's, I mean, it, so I live by the rule, mate. If you don't want to do something, do it badly and you'll get stopped getting asked. 100%. Um, that's why I don't make a cup of tea or coffee or something like that. Uh, see, I tried to do that, but I'm apparently very good at making a cup of tea even though I don't drink them. Right. That not so long ago, I tried to make a minging one and she told me it was the best yet. So she's either well aware of my game and she lied or I'm just magnificent at tea making. But there we go. Um, but yeah, expectations, priorities, all those things. But the biggest question that we had was about, I can't find it. You've got it, haven't you? To the bottom, yeah. Um, I have no problem with training, logging calories, macros. But where, when when I have a goal... Knowing what the goal is when you have no specific target is the hardest part for me. So it's an open-ended question, but this is a really good one because I think it relates to everyone on any journey that they've ever been on. Yeah. Other than the fact that I still can't find it. It's uh, towards the end. It's the last four. Last four. Uh, uh, there we go. I have no pro- yeah, so I've no problem training log- logging calories and macros when I have a goal, knowing what the goal is. But when you have no specific target, right? Well, what would you say? Because I know what I'd say. So this is a, a really interesting point because for most people, when you get to a, when you finish a, like a fat loss phase and you get to the point where you feel good, the idea is you're not going to go. You're not wanting to go back to that old old way. You want that like the goal you have now, the body you have now is what you want to keep, right? So you then have to think about how you maintain that. Because otherwise, if you don't have a control mechanism, you don't have a structure, you are just going to end up going back into those old behaviors if you haven't laid those new foundations and things like that. So for most people, maintenance is all about actually not building fat stores back up massively. Um, So you do that by doing obviously what you were doing with with the fat loss phase but just that your maintenance calories and movement and stuff like that and and make it a bit more enjoyable but with fitness and this is why i love it is your goal can be anything like you can push it into all sorts of different elements from training nutrition movement obviously fat loss goals recomposition stuff like that you can literally take it anywhere um and that's why i I love i love this part of it where it's like well where are we going from here um because it comes down to actually what you want to achieve, what what you're ultimately wanting to achieve. If you're happy with your body composition, maintenance is is then your goal. So you just got to make it part of your life, and so that you don't go backwards. So you've got to do another fat loss phase. Um, what are your thoughts, young man? Young man, oh, I'm old this weekend. I'm 28 on Saturday. Oh yeah, oh mate, I'm well, got a long. I'm a long way behind you. You're the senior citizen in this group. I've got until June. Um, IP card, same thing. Huh. Oh, a P card soon. I went after sleeping funny. I think I'll take it first. Um, <laughs> what do I think? I think I'm going to put it bluntly. Why have you not got a goal? 
I think if you're if you're good at training, as in you enjoy training, and you're good at doing the habits whilst having a goal, and it's already part of your life. And for example, the person that's asking this question trains all the time. I, yeah. I know they train. I know them. Why don't you have a goal? What's wrong with you? Because it's just inefficient, right? If you're training and you like training and you're good at doing macros and stuff and you're good at those things, have a goal. But like you just said, it could be anything. So we put some examples in our welcome guide. I'm going to share them with you. Example one, I want to be able to deadlift 90 kilos in three months time in brackets by the end of December. Or I want to be able to run 10K in approximately 70 minutes by my charity run in October. I want to lose six pounds in six weeks and be able to fit into a dress size 10 for my birthday, right? If you are at your body confidence body image physique goal and you're happy why are we not setting performance goals or like you say we can set goals to be more efficient how do we change it so if you just come off of a fat loss phase your goal should be to get to maintenance and if you think maintenance is just jumping back up to 2000 calories four weeks after finishing your fat loss phase you'll be very very surprised to understand that you've just gained five kilos in four weeks doing nothing else like cells just go that is not your maintenance. Like your goal should be to get to maintenance. And then another goal after that is quite simply driving. And this is very much layman's terms, but increasing your metabolism. People say speed it up, but you can't. But how can we make sure that your maintenance is a higher level, building muscle, building strength, moving more? These should all be your goals because that's what makes this lifestyle. That's what makes this long-term. I spoke to a client yesterday who agreed to in fact he's i don't he didn't agree he's asked to join my latest photo shoot project so i agreed he asked to join it right oh good which is great so he set this new goal so he's lost we've been working together since may so what's that june july august september so we've done four months he's lost nine kilos right but his nine kilos on the scale is not a true representation of the amount of fat he's lost because it's much more his waist size his chest size everything is just so so good now and he asked to do the, he's basically said to me, he wants to do the photo shoot. And he's decided that a PT is not for life. Like, so basically the photo shoot is going to mark the end of our journey together. Now I've got no issues with that. Like I can't expect people to pay me forever. It would be nice. It would make my life easy, but that's not the expectations of doing this job, right? We're here to deliver results. We're here to deliver transformations. We're here to deliver the goals that the client set. So we spoke about how, if he's going to do that, I'm asking him to commit to another month of training after or coaching to get him back towards maintenance so that he doesn't have to do another fat loss phase after. But all I hear really when someone says that is a PT is not for life and that's great. But all I'm hearing is he's happy with what he's done. So he's settled, which is good. Like that's what we want. But at the moment, there's no mindset to be better. The mindset is I'm going to get to my journey and I'm going to stop. And that's it. And, and I've done this before and, I, and I'm sure you've done it before. I'm not even going to ask that as a question. You've done it before. Loads of times. And many clients have done it before. But if he doesn't work on having these habits as constant success and if he doesn't set his own goals, I'll see him in six months time. Because he's done it. So now we'll be extra annoyed when he lets it go if he hasn't set these goals. So, yes, it is harder to work towards it when you don't have goals set. So particularly if training is part of your life and nutrition can be part of your life, which it should be for maintenance, if you don't have a goal, that's the issue here. Not struggling without one, get one. Weightlifting, 
set yourself a challenge. I've got a client who's going through a fat loss phase. We've worked out for him that he needs an also physical challenge each time. For him, it's bigger than doing a 50 kilo deadlift. For him, it's riding 300 miles in two days on a bike as part of a charity event. For him, in four weeks' time, it's doing the three peaks, the national three peaks. He needs that focus, but he knows he needs to lose the fat to be good at those challenges also. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. That's, that's the key. So he is not resting on his laurels and going, well, I'm done. You know, he's finding challenges to be better, and that's amazing because I don't think that ever stops. That doesn't mean I'm always here, but if he's learned that having these challenges keeps him doing the right things, that keeps him doing the right, keeps him doing the right things, right? So then he won't go backwards. So that's what I think. If you, if you don't have a goal, that's your issue, I would say. No, 100%. And I, I agree with that. I spent, so it was two years in my PT career, right at the very start, where I was obviously obsessed with training and all this, and I was training lots. But my, my, I didn't have a goal. I didn't have coaching or anything like that. I was doing all sorts, training randomly, doing lots of movement, football, 90 minutes, football three times a week. So I was... I was just really skinny, no muscle to me. And I spent two years of my training life wasted because I didn't have a goal, didn't sit down and actually figure out what I wanted to achieve. Um, I just thought I was doing the right things. And I think most people do that when they start their fitness journey. I wish I knew now what I did at the start because I'd be two years ahead of muscle growth and feeling much better. I'd, I'd be much further ahead. And and that's what Travis and I do. That's why we created the Healthy Six because we've done all of the trial and error and all the failing and all that and all the hard work. So you don't have to, that's ultimately what your, that's what the service is. We're going to coach you and guide you through the process. So you've, we've done the mistakes, so you don't have to, so you get the most out of it. Now, most people in their gym journey, when they start and they don't get guidance, they waste a lot of time because they, there is no goal. They have no program. They have no plan. They're not really focused on anything. They're just going in. And like we spoke about for, uh, before, relating it to back to old podcasts, they're just exercising, not really training. There's no stimulus. There's no actual where we're going to get to. They're just going in, getting their heart rate elevated, feeling good, leaving, which is okay for a period. And then it's like, right, that's not good enough anymore. We need something else. We need to actually structure your nutrition, look at other parts of it. So just to raise a question of it, if you haven't got a goal at the minute, number one, you don't want to gain fat. So the biggest thing you want to, don't want to do is go backwards. So you need to make sure your days are wired around not getting fatter because that is one of the things. If you don't want to go through a fat loss phase again, just don't get fatter. Obviously, you're going to gain a tiny bit of fat, but don't keep putting on the weight. Have a control mechanism because then you've, you've got this for life. Yeah, and I think that's really key, isn't it? It's like we can control mechanisms, control the controllables, setting goals. They don't have to be huge, but just trying to manage that will always keep you in. And if you don't have a goal and you've never thought about setting goals, then just go on Google and use and search smart goal. So actually smart. It's an analogy, anagram, anagram, is that a word? I don't know. Is anyway. Basically, it's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound is what it spells out is smart. Anagram. If it is anagram, I'm happy myself. Um, so go and use that. Go and set some goals, whether it's going to walk for 15 days. It's anagram, is it? Yeah. Not bad. I, I started to wonder if an anagram was one of the ones where it's muddled and you've got to work it out. Uh, analogy is where you can... It's con- yeah, analogy would be like uh, no such... Well, I don't know. Anyway... 
go and set some smart goals. They don't have to be big. They don't have to be small. If you're not sure how to set them, then use us. If you don't have any idea of what goals you want, well, then that's very simple. You're going to go and click the link. You're going to join the Healthy Six Fat Loss Phase that starts on Monday, the 3rd of October. That's six weeks of fat loss phase. I did have someone message me about this and then was like, I don't really need to lose fat. It is just a name. It is a primary focus yeah. fat loss because that's the goal that most of our members wanting to achieve. So it is geared for them. But if you join and you want the coaching and you want the guidance and you want the training and you want to build some muscle, then your nutrition plan is tailored specifically for you and your goal. Um, and when I say plan, that's macros and all the support. So although it's called a fat loss plan or fat loss phase, and you want to come and build some muscle with us, if you want to come and get fit with us, if you want to come and learn to train with us after the workshop as well, then it's for you as well. It's not just about shredding out and getting shredded. Yeah, I think, I think that's a, an important point. It's like you're going to get six weeks of education and coaching from both of us. Um, so you're going to learn a lot for the, for the price it is. And also the welcome pack that we've been working on, the information on that alone could be sold at the price of the actual programme. So oh. even if you just read that and... Uh, and that's it. You, you'll you'll gain a lot of information. So just sign up. <laughs> yeah, basically, stop messing about. Um, Christmas is coming. I've got to buy presents for the kids that I don't have. You know, just get on, get involved. No, we want to help as many people as we can. Um, it's it's only sixty pound. It's ten pound a week. It's what less than two pound a day. It's cheaper than lots of the snacks you normally buy. If you think you'll struggle for money, I would make a promise to you that if you come and join, you pay your sixty pound. You come to the workshop. I guarantee you spend less money in those six weeks on food and drink because you'll have committed to the right program. You'll be buying the foods that you need. You'll be buying the drinks you need. You won't be spending it on pointless takeaways. Two takeaways over six weeks, six quid. Save your money, spend it on us, lose up to six kilos, feel fantastic, and then come to the workshop, learn how to train, and there you go, goal's done. So if you think money's an issue, do yourself a little audit. See how much money you spend unnecessarily in Tesco's getting a chocolate bar. Probably ten pound a week. Yeah, a diet coke at the minute's one pound. Like a bottle of diet coke's one pound ten. One pound. I saw yeah. in a shop one pound forty the other day. I bought a monster in the petrol station this morning. How much? One can of monster in a petrol station. You're a bit posh. Two pound. Two pound twenty five. Mate, it's not posh. I just start work at stupid time, and the real shops aren't open yet. <laughs> the the price. Like I looked at carb killer bars the other day. I remember them being two pounds. Although Tesco's, this is a plug as well. I was in Tesco's uh, this morning getting all the old ibuprofen gel for nearly headless Nick over here. And um, they've got the variety packs, 10 bars, two lots of five flavours. And I think it was 20 quid. So it's like two pound a bar. Yeah, that's good. Not bad. It's not bad. But there we go. But guys, that is us for today. A little bit of a shorter one than normal. Um, We do actually have a week off next week. So... Whilst over the last few weeks, we've been talking about, um, obviously, we started off with the pillars and then we've been talking about the challenge and we've been talking and chit-chatting. We are taking a week off next week to support the guys in the challenge the most. So if you want to hear our voice, then you know what to do. We will be back and we'll be getting back on it with the pillars and we're going to go through sleep on the next podcast. So in two weeks time, we'll be talking about all things sleepy. Jarvis can talk about how to sleep. (laughs) How to sleep. Well, we just shut your eyes, didn't you? No, but... (laughs) We do need to talk about these things. So that's coming very shortly. Two weeks time, a week off next week. Have a rest. If you've not listened to all our podcasts, then you have a week to catch up. What position have you got to sleep in at night? Was it? Did you just crack? <laughs> no, I just said, what, what position have you got to sleep oh, in at night? Mate, I don't know. I thought I was on the old uh, 
give me the old hand by the side of the face. But it happened Saturday, mate, and it's been stiff. And then today I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, I think it's cold. Cold and old, mate. That's it now. What's the problem? Cold and old. Anyway, gang, we will see you in two weeks' time after the challenge has started, after the first workshop has been done. If you want to hear more of us, see more of us, if you want to set some goals, if you want to go and smash it and save some money, the link is in the Facebook group. The link is in our bios. The link is in our DMs. Drop us a message. Get involved. We are closing spaces very, very soon.